bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. And I'm Erica. And Erica, today we are joined by my friend and everyone, the internet's best friend, really, Elamine Abdul Mahmood, who is here to discuss his new memoir in pieces, Son of Elsewhere. Elamine, welcome. Thank you for that introduction. I've never been introduced as the internet's best friend. That's new for me personally. You know what? This makes sense, though. It does it? Yeah. yeah, you it stay above like the mess. Bear. No, no, no. You stay above the mess. I uh, do yeah. not. Okay. Sometimes I make the mess, but that's okay. <laughs> Different styles. I'm just saying you stay above mm-hmm. the mess. I'm not a I'm not a big mess guy. I don't you're not don't, messy, but I don't know how to do it. Like it's not like for lack of interest in the mess. I'm just like, how do I be messy? And then the internet is like, don't do that. Just tweet about your little music tweets or whatever. And, <laughs> and, yeah. and then I and then I do. And I'm like, I'm happy. I will take this lane. This lane is unoccupied. Yeah. And like you do create some mess when you have a controversial take. Mm. But it's not like, but it's like good mess. Wait, is that the camping story? I feel like that's the camp. Remember the camping piece you did? Like, I think it was like, wait, 2018 or something. Like the cottage story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Camping cottage. See? Same. Yeah. Outdoors. I got you. Yeah. yeah you yeah. sorry. <laughs> was that messy? I thought it was just me. No, it like, wasn't messy. Yeah, it okay. wasn't messy. But like, it definitely said people talking. And this yeah. was pre like, this is, I think this is just starting on the whole privilege discussion. Yeah. And like, it was just on the lip of that and I thought it was just an interesting time to kind of teeter kind of test out like the teetering and sort of like where people stand on things like you weren't really like controversial but it did definitely start a discussion and I thought I I thought it I thought it especially for Canadians who pride Mm -hmm. themselves in the outdoors and then like how the outdoors and 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 how privileged that is and I think part of that that was part of what you were saying. Yeah, I, I don't think that was meant to be controversial. Was no, no, no. Like, here is my you know general perspective on this. It's true. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I naturally am oriented towards controversy. Like, it doesn't come easily to me. Like, the most controversial I'll get is be like, I don't think Henry Cavill makes a good Superman, or like whatever the fuck. Like, it's not. He does it's not. not. My natural. No. Right, and then we're all like, oh, we all agree, man. Let's keep it moving. Like, it's yeah. not. You know, yeah. I don't think controversy comes easy to me. Having said that, I'm not without my enemies. For instance, Aaron is one of my enemies because Aaron torments me, and I mean torments me. Oh my like, god, she treats you, you know like David. Story? No, no. You know the story, Erica. She sends me this fucking account on Instagram. And this account is like an account that makes tiny origami on some shit. Except this guy is going to make like tiny cranes, like tiny origami cranes, but like a thousand of them. And he's only on day like 300 or something. And they're so little. And Aaron sends me them. And it's like the crane is hidden in the middle of like a sprinkle on a donut. Yeah. And I got to like strain my eyes to find it. Aaron is actually my only internet enemy for this. <laughs> It's for every day that she sends me one, that's like 10 minutes of my life gone. It's the worst. <laughs> like these, these cranes are like half the size of your pinky fingernail. Yeah. And I kid you not, she sent me like two dozen of them at this point, Aaron. Like, what yeah. are we at? What's the yeah. count of work? So is this a daily occurrence? No, no, no. 
I get get blindsided by them. I never oh. know when they're coming. I never oh, I know when see. they're coming. It's I see. She says to me more yeah. like Capricorn Scorpio things. Yeah. Ooh, are you a Capricorn? I am. I'm the Scorpio. And mm. just, you know, how 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 we never like we hold grudges and shit. <laughs> I have no Scorpio in my chart, but I am a Capricorn rising. And actually, like a lot of my chart is, Cap- is Capricorn. But that's like a whole lesson you here know there. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Eleni, and so to get kind of into the interview, even though this is a lovely discussion, my first question is. Yes. And it, it's going to be controversial. You were going to be fighting. I'm ready. The first thing I did when I got your book is I flipped to the acknowledgements and quickly found out that I was indeed not the third acknowledged person like you promised me I was. <laughs> the mess comes to me, right? I like know, I, just, I see I this. I just living. I didn't be really like, hey, do you want to fight? And I'm like, I don't think so. She's but, uh, wheelbarrowing it in. But now, but now I'm in the fight. Um, I'm sorry, Aaron. I will have I will have this corrected for uh, <laughs> fucking paper. The next printing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just be like, hey, we forgot a name. And then we'll just pencil it in, like with an arrow. You know, just like arrow, also Aaron G's name goes right. Exactly. Here. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for thanks for starting with that. I feel railroaded. <laughs> I feel like I'm in jail already. You know what I mean? It's great. It's yeah. oh dear. Um, no, but but seriously, um, I really loved your book. I read it as you saw when I was on vacation in Portugal. Yeah. And uh, you were jealous, you you were jealous of the trip your book had taken. But I guess my first question is if you know you really open up the book with this interrogation of what happened when you moved to Canada from Sudan and how you, um, you know, in Sudan, you were like everyone else. Everyone mm-hmm. else around looked this similar to you. And then in Canada, that wasn't this, the, the thing, especially yes. in a place like Kingston. Mm-hmm. And so you, you interrogated your, your blackness. This, and- is, this is a lot of words to say you interrogated your own sense of anti-blackness. I did. No, yes, but you my, did. But my question is, is that like, how is that kind of process continued throughout the rest of your life? Because you talk mostly about being when it was like when you were first immigrated here. Oh, good question. Uh, I love that question. Um, yeah, I think I've sort of been des- describing that process. Like now that I've written the book, now the work sort of begins, you know, because in the sense that um, it took me this long of a time to figure out that like, oh, I'm black in this context. And actually I spent a long time hating it. Um, and so this book is an attempt to be like, what does that mean? What does it mean to hate like a core part of the identity? What does it mean to sort of put that on a shelf and be like, uh, this blackness thing, I'm, I'm not gonna need this right now because I need to get through Kingston, Ontario. In order to do that, the way that, that I'm going to approach that is to sort of not think about the fact that I'm black for like, you know, 10 years. And now it's sort of like, you know, Zadie Smith has this description of blackness. She's like, I think, you know, she describes blackness as a cultural residue. And I'm really interested in that description. Yeah. Um, because I like, like felt you, that. I felt isn't that. It good? Yeah. Isn't like when you cultural think it like residue, residue. It's so good. I get it. Yeah. I just don't even have to ask you what that means. And Sorry for less, all those listening who don't get it, solid. but I get it. Like it's yeah. less solid. It's more, yeah. it's just more kind of like it's a space that you move through and some of it gets on you and some of it doesn't. And you sort yeah. of like, walking around collecting some of them be like let me just like very meticulously unearth what this means to me um mm-hmm. i think i'm in the process of that now and i usually do that through art mostly i sort of do that through the art that i consume the books that i read the the, the movies that i watch um in order to get a, a sort of a more solid footing more solid understanding of like 
these are interpretations of what it means to be black. And I think the more that I consume of that residue, the more open I can be about that, the inter interpretations. And then it just like gets wider and wider and wider until blackness sort of encompasses everything. So that's sort of what I'm attempting to do is like widen my understanding of blackness. Um, it started with the book, it continues forever, you know? I feel like every black person will get their like, okay, they're like nigga wake up call. You know what I mean? I think it's like, either black wings, but yes, continue. Yes. You know, it's like, it's like you try to like, I, I know what that process is like, right? Mm -hmm. I actually was born on Queens campus. So Kingston is a very much a part of my history. Too. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, you were describing Kingston. I was like, fuck, I remember that. Anyway, like we like I feel like there comes a time in every black person's life where you just realize that you're black. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then how do you kind of unpack that? How do you for me, like I, it's funny that you talk about hip hop, because for me, hip hop was like I grew up in Alberta. I grew up in Edmonton. Right. And so for me, hip hop was finally being seen on screen. Mm. Right. And it it encompassed this rebellion of what is mm -hmm. and this forging of what was always possible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's what it meant to me. And then like then through hip hop, I found like other black kids mm -hmm. and they some of them had the same sort of cultural backgrounds is me. My parents are West Indian. And so through them, I got to fuse this modern sort of like I, I was introduced to dance hall and mm -hmm. soca and so on. And that really so when you're that really forged a sense of my identity. That sounds and, beautiful. Yeah, that and, sounds great. And and the thing is, like, it's funny because you're talking about Nashville and it will get to Nashville and country and stuff. But um, yeah. I, I thought <laughs> I yeah, thought. Yeah. I thought I was saying to Aaron, I was like, how come you didn't go to Memphis? Right. Because like <laughs> because I grew up on the Memphis sound. Yeah. You know, the Stax Records Memphis sound, that dirty, gritty. I love my music gritty. Right. I love mm -hmm. it gritty and unvarnished. Mm -hmm. And um, and that to me was was a definite sort of baton passing in a musical genre that I shared with my dad. And oh. of course, like the the old calypso that was definitely from where we were from so mm -hmm. it's so funny like i noticed that you use music as these sort of cultural touch points yeah. through which you saw a reflection of yourself in a way or parts of yourself yeah. and i just wondered like especially when you were talking about tears for fears i was like oh it's not the original shit <laughs> like <laughs> not. Yeah. so can you talk to us a little bit about that uh, I'd love to. Um, so for me, I sort of maybe unfairly cast Ja Rule as kind of like a villain in this book. Come on, Fire Festival happened. Yeah, we, I mean, he lived, <laughs> he became a real villain later on in real life. But um, in my childhood, I sort of like growing up, growing up in Kingston, but also being like coming from a background of being like a conservative Muslim, growing up in a conservative Muslim household. You know, you talk about sort of seeing the representations of blackness on TV and feeling seen. I felt the opposite. I sort, I sort of saw that. I was like, I want to run away. I was like, why is Cisco singing about thongs? I don't understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. I'm like, to me, like that was like horrifying. I wanted yeah. to run away from that. 
But the place that I that sort of found me first, and I, I think this was honestly an accident. I don't think necessarily was going to be metal music and new metal music. But through a bunch of accidents, it was new metal that found me first. And so I sort of ended up listening to Disturbed. I ended up listening to Linkin Park. I listened to, I ended up listening to like very angry suburban white men for like a good five years of time. I listened to very angry suburban white women. Like garbage. No, they got right? bops though. Yeah, you know, like I yeah. was a big garbage fan, for example. Garbage is great. Know? Yeah. But I was I was also oh, into like a new, I was a new metal kid. Yeah. yeah. We 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 can all commiserate on this. Yeah, we should have been yeah. any of people at the time, but we yeah. weren't. I mean, I I'm an Enya person now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> Return- has an Enya moment. You come no back joke. Down I was listening to Return to Innocence today. <laughs> oh my god. The thing is literally same, which is why any of popped in the mouth. Which is good. I think this is this is signs of quality people. But yes. the, the, I think the, the, the larger point, though, is that like music ended up kind of carrying me through this journey of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm afraid of blackness. Let me run away into this like extremely not blackness sort of form mm-hmm. of music. And then just kind of dive into pop um, a little bit more. Um, I sort of like owned that rock space. I was like, yeah. I am the guy who will talk to you about the Rolling Stones, but don't right. ask me nothing about hip hop. Elamine, thank you so much for joining us. We had a wonderful time. Where can people find you on the internet and where can they get your book? Oh my God, if you want to find me on the internet, I tweet a lot of bad tweets at Elamine88, E-L-A-M-I-N-88. Um, I'm on Instagram at Elamine. This is my first name, E-L-A-M-I-N. Um, let's vibe. We can hang out there. Um, you can buy my book wherever wherever fine books are sold. Also, bad books. They wherever bad books are sold, you can get it there. Any bookstore. Um, you, I prefer you go to a local independent bookstore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the big ones they have a marketing budget. The little ones they need your help. And so, go find go find it there. I'll be on the road a little bit from time to time. You know, we got an event in Toronto coming up in a couple of weeks. There's going to be a bunch of writers' festivals in the fall. I don't know, man. Come out. Let's hang out. Let's talk. I want to hear about people's immigrant stories. I want to hear about the stories where you come from. So hit me up. I have a story. Uh, okay. <laughs> come, to, come on the show. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> I'll tell you when I see you in person. Deal. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping to have an auto date soon. I'll have one for you. I'll get there. Give me a minute. All right. Have a great time with Alan, and we'll talk to you later. Hell yeah, pals. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for accepting our invitation. Of course. Literally fucking anytime. Let's do this. (laughs) Bye. Bye, y'all.